Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Colleen Meyer with Meyer and Mintz, and we are bringing you Fearless in Pink. We have an amazing guest today, you guys. Amazing. She's a, she is a wonderful lady. Her name is Janice Graham. Janice is a speaker, author, and entrepreneur. She's a business specialist for Leaving in Style, a chief insurance um, person for entrepreneurial insurance services, president of Novo National Association of Women Business Owners in the Inland Empire, and a member of the board of directors, Ampact Business Capital. So welcome, Janice. Tell us a little bit more about you that I did not cover in the intro. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Uh, I am the proud mother of three amazing daughters. Can't miss them. Uh, I have three amazing grandsons. I don't know how that happens but I do. <laughs> and I have a wonderful husband. Oh my gosh. We've been together, I think 32 years. Wow. And we've been married. This is our 25th year. Uh, so that's the, and I'm a native Californian. I know there's not very many of us out here, but mm-hmm. I'm actually a native Californian. So uh, that's the, uh, the, the personal side and business-wise, I'm actually that insurance person. I'm an insurance strategist. Oh, that's so, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, it's always fun to just like, okay, who am I going to be today? <laughs> so it, it's all good. You know, I, I enjoy what I do and I love working with women business owners and I help um, pre- prepare uh, exit planning and succession planning. So let's talk about that because you said, you know, you're a, a insurance strategist. Yes. So if I'm a business owner, well, tell me what, what, cause we know a lot of business owners don't understand, you know, insurance and this and that. So well, tell us what we would need. What does that look like? Why do we need it? And then we'll go into um, exit strategy. That's a great question. So when we talk about insurance and business and insurance, most people think of insurance as have to insure the fleet of trucks. Um, the uh, leaseholder is requiring that I have some type of general liability. Mm-hmm. I have employees and need workers' compensation. Yes, all those things are extremely po- important. Mm-hmm. But what I have found is that the laws require or someone else requires that you protect that person or that, pro- that property. There's no law that requires that a business owner protect themselves. Mm. And in, when I started in this industry, I've been in this industry for 26 years and uh, I've had my own practice for 20, 20 years. But when I started working with businesses and business owners mm-hmm. and uh, creating uh, retirement plans, I can recall sitting out going, I'm sitting here creating this retirement plan talking to all these employees. If something happens to that business owner, this is a waste of time because it's all going to go away. Mm-hmm. So the focus that I, I put on business insurance is protecting the leadership and getting the leadership to understand that business is not a traditional triangle. It's really an inverted triangle. Mm-hmm. And if something happens to that leadership, the entire triangle falls apart. So the business insurance that I work with is on the leadership. So I'll get a lot of referrals. Or I'll get calls going, can you help me with my business insurance? I say, sure, because I would prefer someone come to me, tell me what their needs are, and I refer them to someone that's going to be quality, that's ethical, uh, than to have them go to the internet and say, you're on your own. Uh, but oftentimes, the way I explain it is if it doesn't breathe, I don't insure it. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's Janice, how I differentiate. 
I'm sorry. You know, Janice, it's so true. You know, you look at business owners, especially small business owners, and you know, the some sometimes the perception is, you know, I have to invest in a computer. I have to invest in a printer. I have to invest in research and development. I have to pay for insurance if they have it. And and I think that that they have to understand because they have to protect themselves that it's not something you pay, you do pay for it, but it's an investment into protecting what you spent years building, right? Absolutely. It's pennies on the dollar. And, And you're right. It is not a, I have to pay. It is, I am going to invest in my peace of mind Mm. because truly it is pennies on the dollar. The first thing that something happens, who are you calling? You're calling an insurance company and are you calling someone else's insurance company because you want to make sure that there's provisions to make you whole. So if you look at it more of, I am making, taking a small investment to protect my vast investments, then you'll, you'll appreciate what it does for you and what it brings to you. Mm. You know, and the same with that leadership It's like, if you take the time to invest in having a conversation, especially if you have a business partner, oh mm. my goodness. Oh yeah, we're going to talk um, about that. Yes. It's like, if you have a conversation when everybody's happy and in love, it's a lot easier than when there are challenges. So it's not, don't look at it as a, as a chore or a, an expense. Look at it as purchasing peace of mind mm. because life happens unless of course you can predict the future, but most of us can't, you know, and going back real quick to partners. Um, when I had a partner, um, another partner years ago, and we were kind of, you know, new partnership. And I found that if anything happened to her or me, but I'm talking about going the other way, anything had happened to her, I would have been in business with her husband, which no, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so, so we decided at that time to get some kind of life insurance, not to kill people off, but some kind of life insurance, because right. if somebody, if I could say I passed right. and she would have the money now to buy my husband out and Correct. vice versa. Um, would you think that's wise or let's talk about that as when it comes to partner and, and any other advice you can give to partnerships? Absolutely. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think it's extremely wise. And uh, I, and that's the conversation that I have calling that's, that's my, you just spilled the beans. Oh, that, is the, that is the message in the conversation that I have with everyone. Uh, typically in a conversation, if there's not a partner or the partner's not there, or, you know, people have this thing about someone dying, but we're all going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um I'll kill myself off. I die. What happens, you know, and being now, I know this, this is going to go to people in in many places in many states here in California, as well as certain other states, we are community property states. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. If something had happened to you, your, your partner, your business partner is now in business with your spouse. Um, If you're in business with my spouse, he's not as, he doesn't look good in pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he has a totally different interest. Uh, in fact, uh, he may want you, you to, to buy, to buy him out like right away. So there is something that's called, it's a, the legal term is a buy sell agreement. Mm. 
I, you know, I'm not an attorney, so I, I prefer to call it a business prenup. I think it makes more sense. Uh, oftentimes people say, well, I'm not buying or selling anything because of the other name. But if you go business prenup, now you have an idea of what I'm talking about. I love that. Yeah. So, so it's just, it's a legal and binding contract that says that in the event that something happens to Janice, in the event that something happens to Colleen, here is a document that spells out how that life insurance is to be utilized. So it's, it's a buy-sell agreement is funded typically with, with life insurance, uh, disability insurance. You can do it with cash, stocks, bonds. The cheapest way, of course, is insurance because, again, you're not tying up money. Otherwise, you're going dollar for dollar based on the, the value of that business. But with that contract and that agreement, it will talk about all of the different things or almost all of the different things that will happen, the most common things that can happen in a business. It could be disability. You know, one of us could have a stroke. Um, it could be divorce. And now you sucked into somebody else's court proceedings. Um, and then, mm. and, you know, it can address that, you know, if there's a divorce, do you, do you want my husband to get custody of my shares of this company? And then you didn't like him anyway. So now you have to try to get him to sign off on things. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. So there is a, there is an actual contract that would really speak to how those funds are, are, um, are dispersed. Uh, because, you know, you're, you and your partner have that insurance and your spouse, your husband might say, uh, I don't want the insurance. I want the company. And it's like, well, this agreement goes, no, you're going to get the, the, the buyout. I get the company. Right. Well, I'm going to run it into the ground. No, you're not. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely in, in it's simple in terms. And I, I try to simplify it. I really mm-hmm. do because um, there are some com- complex nuances to it. Uh, but if I make it, if I can simplify it and I can, can engage you in that conversation, we can work through the, the processes that have to take place to make sure that everything is covered. But you absolutely did the right thing. Um, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I, you know, and I've, you know, I've counseled people that are looking to get into businesses together. And I'm like, oh, you got to have this. You can't just let that hang out there. Exactly. And, and, you know, and when you're counseling them, that's the best time for them to get it. Because when you are creating a new partnership, if you and I wanted to partnership today, we are, we just love each other. We, we came up with this great idea. We're going to make great things happen. Right. We are happiest today. Now we get into this business together and you go, oh my gosh, all Janice does is go play golf. She doesn't hold up her end of the bargain. She's only here when we, you know, are dispersing dividends or there's some kind of check. She's just the hobnobber. She, she's not doing her fair share. That's what you're going to have a hard time getting me to sit down and sign something at that point. I agree with that. I, I see that a lot with partnerships because they do like we're in love and yeah. You know, like it's the prenuptial for business. <laughs> exactly. You're, you know, you're in love. You're, but here's what, you know, interests me that with small business owners, because they invest all this money, 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 throwing it out, it, throwing it out. It, and then there's, there, it's like walking a tight, uh, tight rope, right? Yes. And with no net. Exactly. Exactly. And you're it's, exactly it, right. You know, and we look at, okay, we're going to open a business. Okay. We look at, you know, are we a sole proprietor, LLC, all of those things. Right. And then we also, then we get an account, a CPA or an accountant. And then we get our, 
you know, all, and then we forget, you know, we in our attorney to look at contract, but we forget about insurance. Yes. And, and um, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Sure. Let's talk about, and I've been seeing this a lot, the exiting, the egg, you know, exiting your business. What happens? What does that look like? How can they protect themselves when they're exiting? Well, you know, if the first thing is to understand that that conversation about exiting mm -hmm. is one that needs to take place 10 to 15 years before you do it. Mm. Uh, so one of the things that uh, I've learned in talking to people and I say, you know, I help with a succession or exit, uh, you know, exit planning. And they're like, I just, I'm in the prime. I have no plans of leaving my business. So I've added a couple words in front of it. I help with the succession in uh, long-term succession and exit planning. And then people go, oh, okay, well, I can enjoy what I'm doing right now. Yes. So let's let's take it and liken it to uh, an airplane. Okay. When you when you start a business, you're heading up, and then you you have some success, and you're at cruising altitude. Mm -hmm. And you're at cruising altitude for a while, and after a while, you're up there going, hmm, one day I'm going to land this plane, or in another city, another country, another state, fill in the blank. I sure hope there's a landing strip there when I get there. Hmm. When's the best time to start that landing strip? Today. That's right. Because you're going to need it later. So when it comes to exit planning, the, the way exit planning and succession planning is oftentimes uh, uh, meaning the same thing. Uh, sometimes that plan consists of uh, selling the business or a plan to sell the business, which are some, there's some shocking realities around that. Mm -hmm. um, and also uh, if you're not going to sell it, it, it may be uh, an heir apparent, you know, maybe someone in the family is going to take over. So you can protect, protect yourself that way as well. Uh, you may have a friendly competitor that you say, hey, Colleen, we're friendly competitors. I'm going to give you first right of refusal. You can buy my business from me. Um, those are the, the, the processes that happen when you plan. And there's another one. When you don't plan, you can end up with unintended business partners or the competition can get the business for free. So protecting yourself is, is again, having a strategy and a conversation about what does that landing strip look like way down in the other country? Mm. I, I love that. I love that analogy of the landing strip. Now, people, I think that what people have a pre idea about insurance is, you know, kind of like, salesy and all you know yes but, but yes. that's you know it's like that's not how we need to look at it. we need to look at it as i need to protect my investment Absolutely. my investment and um if we're looking at insurance too you know if you you could tell me if if this is accurate you know you want you know even though i do service so i'm a service-based i have mm -hmm. myself protected with insurance in case i go somebody's business and I put up a cord because I'm doing a PowerPoint and they trip and fall. Right. And they can sue me. They can. It's California. So they, they probably will. They probably will. <laughs> but these are, Janice, these are the things that, that business owners don't look at. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody can't put everybody in the same category, but a lot of them don't. They don't. Well, Colleen, when you think about it, insurance has been whittled down to what a commercial tells you. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to business and business planning, you, you, there's no commercials. So because there's no commercial, there's no cute duck, there's no, if you're a man 45, 
you can get term insurance for $25. There's no cheap commodity That's right. conversation around it. Yes. So exactly. what I always, you know, I tell people, it's like, you know, insurance looks like a shallow pool. When you step in it, it is deep. It is a very deep pool. And I, I, like I said, I've been in this industry 26 years and there's plenty, I don't know. It's like every day mm-hmm. I learned something else that I didn't know. There's so many different aspects to it. And when you're working in a place where someone's an order taker, you're like, I want this, that, that, and that. Maybe you do that with your car. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, um, I have a Ford Expedition and I, I want the maximum coverage, the minimum coverage, whatever it is, it's almost order taking. This space is really more consultative and I approach it as an education. You know, Dr. Colleen's an educator, like with the doctor. I'm an educator in this space of information. So That's right. this is this is my place and space to give business owners information. I want you to make an informed decision. And it may be a decision that I agree with. It may not. But the, at, the, at the very least, you're making a, an informed decision. You understand what's at stake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that's part of why I've been on this journey of writing a book. Because it's like, I want business owners to have information. That's yeah. it. That's it. You know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, I deal with a lot of business owners, you know, and they're in the, you know, I'm an LLC, limited liability corporation, or I'm an S corp or C corp. And if the reason they do it is because it gives them protections of their personal assets are protected, right? Yet we don't think that way when it comes to insurance. I have a a friend of mine that owns a art gallery and in, in a place where it snows and she has like three steps to get in. And I'm like, I says to her, hey, you know, if somebody falls, you know, you know, insurance to make sure, you know, because we were talking about insurance. And she said, no, I don't have any. And I'm like, oh, wow. They will sue you. Yes. Yes. Somebody falls down outside of your gallery on those stairs because it snows where she's at. They're going to sue you. Yes. But people think that that corporate entity protects them. Um, The corporate entity has and the structure of that entity has some protections, but it doesn't have the protection against liability like that. Uh, they're two different things. I've had people come to me and they ask, like, do I need insurance or do I need to incorporate? I'm like, they're two different things. They're, they're, you, but, but there's this, this perception that if I'm an LLC, a limited liability company, that limited liability means something totally different than what they actually think it means. Um, the same thing with the S Corp or C Corp. The reality is, is that even if you don't take, if you don't properly take care of that entity structure, someone could come along and say, this is not a real corporation. I'm going to sue you personally. And I mean, they're, they're attorneys. Trust me, their attorneys know how to do Piercing it. Piercing the veil. Piercing the veil. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and so to have an entity, a limited liability company or whatever the case may be, and not have some type of general liability or umbrella uh, coverage to protect the business, they're two different. The, the, the liability is not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's a perceived protection that has nothing to do with actual injury. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think, you know, Janice, I have a lot of insurance. You know, I even have the insurance. I kept it all through COVID where if, if anything, like I told you, if somebody trips up or something that I have, I yeah. have it. But, and I have different types. I want you to look at it and review it for me. We're going to do that you. this week. <laughs> um, and, um, but it's important because, you don't know what people, you know, 
will do. You know, oh, this should be my customer for 20 years. They're not going to do. Yes, they will. You know, and money changes people. Money makes people weird. It really does. It it does in business. It does in death. I mean, think about the Mm -hmm. fights in families. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've seen it in my family and I was like, that would never happen. Oh, it's definitely not going to happen on this side of the family. It's, you know, it's one of those things that's so strange because when people are living and they're taking into account or considering insurance, they're like, well, I don't, I don't want them to, I don't want to die and leave them rich. Or I'm not trying to make money off someone's death. That's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's a tool. And I look at it this way. If you don't want to protect yourself, Mm -hmm. then if I run you over, are you going to sue my family? Well, of course I am. Really? So how much are you going to sue my family for? You know, you just lost your loved one. I ran them over. What are you going to sue for? And they're like, you know, they'll come up with some huge number, you know, or they'll have some personal injury attorney come up with a number for them because they use what's called human life value. Mm-hmm. Had Johnny been able to work another 20 years, he would have made another $20 million. We'll sue her for $20 million. If you're willing to sue someone for a value, a human life value for the individual, why are you not willing to insure them for that? Exactly right. Their exactly loss right. is the same. If they're here, they're here. If they're not, they're not. You know, but people, they, they have this perception of a dollar and it's really about a value, mm-hmm. you I know, agree. and, and looking at people, it's a human life value, the value that that person brings, because there's a pretty good chance that if something happens to them, they're not going to take the mortgage with them. No, nope. you know, oh, dad covered the mortgage is going with him. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there are perceptions about uh, values and dollars. And, but when it comes to, uh, liability and injury, even if you and I are best friends for 50 years, some, uh, some personal injury attorney is going to convince me, Janice, we're not really suing Colleen. Mm-hmm. We're just going to her insurance company. They really have this way of, de- of taking the human out of it and going, we're, we're really going to see, whoa, how much insurance does Colleen have? We don't want to hurt Colleen, but how much insurance does she have? And that affects everyone. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Everything. So it's it's a different way of looking at things. Um, don't look at protect yourself as um, no one's never going to do it. We live in the most litigious country in the world. Yes, that's right. We <laughs> and, do. And, and we're in the most litigious state, you know, so um, someone could be friends forever. And when you put dollars and cents into it and they can justify it. Well, I broke my neck at Colleen's house and I'm going to have to have doctor bills forever. I shouldn't have to pay that. I mean, it's just that simple. And, and, and people and people do. Um, I had I had a friend of mine that was a franchisee, and um, he had a customer. She was um, overweight, you know. And when they which when she sat on the chair, it must you know it already had issues. Let's just be honest. But that, but you can't go back now and say, well, it's this. You know, the chair was older. She was, you know a little heavier or whatever. No, you can't do that. You, and obviously the chair should be supporting people no matter, you know, within right. a, it should be safe. With, yeah. Safe. And, and I know he thought about going that way. I'm like, no, you know, you're going to, that would be, you're going to lose that. And that's ridiculous, yeah. but that's where his brain was going. Well, I'm going to fight this. Just get your insurance, you try all let you your want. insurance, take care of it and be happy with life. Be done and get a new chair. And get a new chair because obviously that one was something was wrong. There's something structurally wrong with it. But he was. But this is how people, business can think. They can say, "Well, you know, 
it's almost like you were talking about court. It's almost like we're the defense de- attorneys now. Well, you know, this yeah. or well, that, yeah. you know, well, or maybe we don't blame the employees, you know, it's just weird stuff. Well, and the thing is, uh, Colleen, they, they plan they're uh, it's poly, almost Pollyanna-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, you plan for the worst. And, I mean, I'm sorry, you plan for the best. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be great. My customers are going to love me. Yep. And that all may be true. But I always say you plan for the worst yep. and expect the best. Because when you plan for the best, if the worst happens, you, you kind of fall short. And that's when they find ways to attack you and attack your 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 home, your car, your mm-hmm. future earnings. Um, yeah, because she was hurt. You know, the ambulance had to come in, in and get her. So wow. yeah, she was hurt. So you know, so they anyway. So they 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 took care of the insurance company. Took care of her for for the franchisee. Wow. Um, you know, I think here's another myth. I think, and this is what caught me or uh, got me talking with my friend about insurance. That's what got it. I mean, okay. It's not that expensive. It's not. People I'm like, are... I'm like telling her, you know, you can get insurance. You just, you know, how much do you spend on Starbucks a month? Exactly. It, it is a huge misnomer. And I, and I think it's because a lot of people know what they pay for health insurance. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm healthy and I'm spending all this money every month. I can assure you, just have a conversation. The thing is, is people that I tell people, it's like, just have a conversation. Don't carry the proverbial checkbook. Like we don't have those anymore. Don't right. carry your, your fob to your account. Have a conversation, get a quote, um, understand. It. And the reason I say have a conversation is because people, like I said before, they want to come in and order take. I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. Well, when something happens and it's not covered, you're like, that's not covered. Well, you didn't tell me you had a pit bull in the backyard, you know? So it's when you have a conversation, tell me about your business. Tell me about your business partners. Tell me what type of products do you all offer? Who are your clients? I'll have someone have a conversation with an insurance professional that's going to have a conversation with you. If they're, if they're not going to have a conversation and really get to understand your business, it may not be a fit. So let's talk about Uncle John. Yeah, talk about, let's talk about, because I really don't know. So I'm going to ask this question. Sure. When you're driving a car and you're using it for business, you have your car insurance. Does your, the, the company insurance, does your car insurance pay for it or is it the company insurance or is it a combination of if, if you got in an accident and you say you have a business vehicle? Yeah, that's a really good question. I can't, I mean, I'll tell you right now, that is not my area of expertise, okay. but from my understanding, there's a commercial auto insurance insurance that one should have. And I, I, I pay attention I to that space. I pay, into, I pay attention to all things, almost all things insurance. Mm-hmm. And I remember very clearly there was an issue when Uber became very popular and uh, the insurance companies are trying to figure out how do we deal with this? Because people are now using their personal cars for business use. So now those who are utilizing their personal car in a business setting, um, there's typically some type of commercial or business insurance on it as well. So you get in an accident on Friday, you're on the way to the soccer game for your kid, that's personal. You're using your car to go door to door or you know city to city to meet clients. It's in a business in- environment that's gonna typically be absorbed by the, the commercial insurance. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Um, wow. I learned a lot about insurance and, <laughs> and it was fun, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a, I get, 
I'm a kind of a paranoid when it comes to that. You know, I, you know, you have your business, you have your personal assets and you, which you built for years. And then yes. you have your business assets, which you built for years. Yes. And I, I'm very conscious that I don't want someone to come along and take that from me. Right. And so you, just, it should, you can protect yourself to the best of your ability. The best of your ability instead yeah. of having it take chances. Well, it's never going to happen to me. Well, it does happen to people. Exactly. You know? Every day. So if somebody wanted to say, you know, Janice, I need, I need you to evaluate my insurance, you know, and talk to me about, you know, that plane, that, you know, field for when you're coming in for a landing on the other side of the world, your exit strategy and plan, how can they get a hold of you? What is, what information you got? You can give me a, a website or an email. Let's see. I think I do. I have a website mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to give the new, it'll, it'll take you to the old website, but right now I have a, a, a new um, a branding program that I'm mm-hmm. going through. It's uh, leaving in style as in goodbye, not living, but leaving, leaving in style, leaving in style.com is my website. Uh, my Instagram is the same. It's leaving in style. And my Facebook is leaving in style <laughs> of the branding. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the title of my book, leaving in style. Oh, that's great. Business owners should leave their businesses as gracefully as they ran them. So are you, yeah. is your book available? Or are you still polishing it up? I'm still polishing it up and I pray that it's done by this summer. I'm, I, as much as I love this, this labor of love, I'm tired of her. <laughs> uh, I've already moved on to the second book. I already started the second book. Um, but hopefully it will be done this summer. I, I, it's already gone through one set of readers. We're going for another set of editing. And I just pray that it's done. I want her done because it's been a journey. I've been actually working on this book. I think I started about seven years ago. Mm. And then it's had many iterations because um, it was a little more technical than I wanted. I wanted something that would resonate with any size business owner because mm-hmm. the one thing that business owners have in common is that they will leave their business. I don't care if it's a million dollar business or a hundred million dollar business, they will leave their business. Mm-hmm. So um, it's almost done, Colleen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, <those are> happy <laughs> tears. <laughs> Well, Janice, I just want to say thank you for being our guest today on Fearless and Pink, and we appreciate your time. Oh, it is definitely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Okay.